Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Thanks for downloading today's podcast on the first day of the second national lockdown in England. Non-essential shops, pubs, restaurants, bars and hairdressers are among the businesses that have been told to close in a bid to reduce the spread of coronavirus. We also can't visit friends and family in their homes and can only meet with one person outside as long as it's in a public place and not our own gardens. But big questions today as to whether we're going to stick to the rules quite as much as we did first time around back in March. One man who's been our top story on Kent Online today for trying to flout the rules is Met Warwick, who, as he said he would, opened his barbers in Kings Hill this morning. Here's what he had to say earlier. I don't agree with the lockdown. Um, I don't buy the lies, the constant lies that we're being told. Um, and I should never, ever have my rights taken away from me. Um, I want to earn a living. I want to make a successful business. Um, and I want to stand up for what's right, for not only for me, but for my daughter and my family, my niece, nephew, and everybody that needs the support as well. Do you think that, obviously, if, if you had shut that have been the end of your business, or, of course. or at least it would have a big, big impact. On It'd you. have a massive impact. If not, I'd have to, I'd have to close, and I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to do that. I've always had the same stance. If you're worried about what's going on out there, stay at home, do what you feel is right for you. Um, that's none of my business. However, on the flip side, what I do is no one else's business either. Don't you think that you're putting your customers at risk because if the government is asking to close? businesses is because they think there is a risk. It's amazing how that's flipped. So people are not being pulled in here and forced to sit in the chair. I'm not putting anybody at risk. Well, the police and council both turned up and attempted to give Mr Warwick a letter known as a Part 4 Prohibition Notice. It states that failure to comply with the requirements of the regulations without reasonable excuse is a criminal offence. You can actually see a picture of it at Kent Online because the barber refused to take it and asked our reporter to put it in the bin. He then posted a 20-minute video on Facebook. Here's just a snippet. They put a prohibition letter through under underneath my door it's not I've not touched it I've literally just gone back out the other side with my foot um, there's place waiting for me outside um, so yeah listen this is the intimidation now this is what happens okay I'm not interested in 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 any of this whatsoever I will not I will not put up with it it's as simple as that so I'm sure that there will be force used very very soon um, that's fine, no problem at all. Um, but I think, yeah, I say this, there's police, oh, it's nuts. Anybody would think I was a criminal. Um, so yeah, this is, um, this is brilliant, isn't it? Do you see now? Does everybody see? Does everybody see what really this is all about? They don't like people not doing as they're told. We will, of course, keep you updated on what happens with Mr Warwick and his business and follow Kent Online's social media to find a guide on what you can and can't do during lockdown too. So this second lockdown then is due to last until December the 2nd. However, there are already fears it could be extended until even closer to Christmas. Professor Richard Scase from the University of Kent has spoken to us regularly throughout the pandemic. He shared his latest views with Ish. Warning, it's a bit doom and gloom. I think there will be an extension, certainly at least of another two weeks, which would take us up right to Christmas, wouldn't it? 
And of course, Christmas is going to be absolutely disastrous in terms of trying to impose social distancing and uh, the mixing of households. I, I think getting and having anything like a normal Christmas is virtually totally impossible, uh, not just in terms of family gatherings. And when we talk about Christmas, of course, we're not talking about Christmas Day. Um, Christmas normally lasts from about the 22nd of December through to the 2nd of January, during which time there's lots of parties, social gatherings, getting to meet each other, neighbours, all kinds of social interaction of this kind. And also, of course, um, companies um, tend to have their Christmas parties, tend to have their Christmas lunches. And um, every owner of a restaurant or hotel that I've spoken to uh, has said that um, usually at this time of the year, they are fully booked for Christmas. Whereas now, this year, um, they're getting no bookings at all because of the complete uncertainty. So we already know that Christmas is not going to be normal this year compared to the last year. The period coming up to Christmas is absolutely vital, not just for the hospitality sector, but also for the retail sector. This is the time of the year when people spend most of their money. They spend their money on everything ranging from clothes through to food, through to um, making sure the house... The house is nicely furnished for the Christmas family celebrations. Um, the, the, the impact uh, is already going to be, is now, uh, um, proving to be a disaster. And the nearer we get to Christmas, the more, demas- di- di- the more disastrous it, it, will be, it will become. Do you think that this second lockdown is therefore, in terms of the long-term impact, going to be more severe than the first? Well, I don't think, in a sense, uh, we've come out of the first um, wave in a sense in a way uh, and of course the scenarios created by and being presented by scientists and they are scenarios not definite plans are that uh, there could be 4,000 deaths during this second wave uh, uh, and of course we now have the winter and we can think of scenario here in Kent we have the lockdown of the um, lockdown in the sense of snarl-ups if you like um, on the M2 and the M20 because of Brexit then throw into that a risk. I mean, let's hope this is not going to happen. Throw into that a risk of very bad weather, snowstorms, etc. How are ambulances going to get to hospitals? Um, how are emergency services going to be able to uh, provide backup and support? How are hospital staff, who are already exhausted, tired from the first wave, how on earth are they going to be able to treat this bigger surge uh, of patients even compared with the first wave. The rate of infection in Kent and Medway is still well below the national average. However, the number of cases in the seven days to October the 30th have continued to rise, up 158 in Medway and 400 in the rest of the county. Some have suggested it's not fair we're in a lockdown when we're not so badly affected as elsewhere. But Maidstone Council leader Martin Cox says we have to stick together on this one. We mustn't be complacent. We must consider ourselves as we are part of the rest of the country that is dealing with this pandemic for a second time. I think all along we've known that this is approaching, that this is going to happen. So it wasn't a case of if, it was a case of when. And I think um, at the end of last week, we met as leaders of uh, the Kent County um, and there was a feeling that we would be okay for um, uh, possibly another week, 10 days, we could hold off. But I think the uh, decision nationally 
is probably the right one. It's important that as a whole, as an area, we try and keep the R rate down. So that's going to mean carrying on doing the things we've been doing. That's washing hands, covering your face and keeping distance. These are just good sense things to do. It's, I don't even want to use the word common sense. It's good sense. And I think the people of Maidstone and surrounding area have been doing this. We've been trying our hardest. But it's the movement of this disease, it's the movement of this virus around the whole of the country and across Europe that we can't stop unless we stop being with people. In other COVID news, all secondary school pupils and teachers in Kent are now being told to wear face masks in communal areas. The government have updated their guidance for England to try and slow the spread of the virus. Five men, meantime, are being fined £10,000 each for breaking coronavirus rules after hosting a party with more than 60 people in Canterbury. Officers shut down the event at a property in South Street in the early hours of last Saturday. And just in case you missed it last night, two Kent MPs actually voted against Against the second lockdown in the Commons, South Thanet's Craig McKinley and Sittingbourne and Sheppey's Gordon Henderson both refused to back the new restrictions. However, they passed with a very big majority, 516 votes to 38. Kent Online News. A teenage boy has been taken to hospital and a 16-year-old arrested following a stabbing in Northfleet. Police and paramedics were called to an area near the railway station in Ebbsfleet Walk following the attack last night. At Kent Online, you can see the moment a moped was rammed into a beauty salon during a raid in Strood. A window was smashed and two people were caught on CCTV breaking in to cut through studios last Thursday. A £1,000 worth of stock and a till were stolen business had previously been burgled twice in 2017. A former Kent magistrate is launching a new legal challenge after being dismissed for his views on gay couples adopting children. Richard Page from Headcorn said as a Christian he thought it was better for a child to be raised by a mother and father. The 74-year-old is now taking his case to the Court of Appeal. Something to look forward to in 2021. Two new restaurants will be coming to a leisure complex in Ashford. Pasta and pizza venue Unita 4 and The Gastronomist, which has been dubbed the ultimate dinner party experience, are both set to open at Elwick Place early next year. And remember, remember the 5th of November and a fireworks night like no other really this year. There won't be any public displays going on in Kent, that's for sure. We're now into the second lockdown, so chances are more private displays could be happening in gardens instead and that means we're being urged to be extra careful. Dave Nelson is from the ambulance service that covers the county. People need to have a bit of a plan beforehand, have an area where they can make sure that people are safe and they can put the sparklers once they're used so they're not touching them again or uh, any fireworks they're obviously put away uh, until they're used and then um, don't go back to them if they um, haven't gone off properly. It's one night or a couple of nights over the weekend uh, where it can be a really enjoyable time, but obviously you just need to keep yourself safe so that you can um, carry on. And we're looking forward to Christmas and the, the things that that will bring as well. So it's really just about you know thinking about having a good time, but being safe whilst you're doing it. You have to remember that a firework is an explosive device, so you should be staying away from it. So again, there's the small pieces of metal that come from them. So keeping yourself, you know, with some eye cover on if you're if you're setting off the displays. Really read the instructions carefully, and with a torch, obviously uh, not using a lighter to read the the instructions. 
you must never really smoke around the fireworks because we don't want them to go off um, and to follow really the instructions and please please never throw them or put them in your pockets because that obviously uh, a spark could make uh, a real difference then. You can also read about Kent's links to the gunpowder plot at kentonline.co.uk. Finally, showbiz news. It's thought there'll be five couples in this year's Strictly final. Kent's Harvey is one of the favourites to win. He and partner Jeanette will dance the cha-cha to Don't Go Breaking My Heart from Nomeo and Juliet on Movie Week this Saturday. And you've got a feel today for Brian from Kent, who's become the first contestant to have to walk off the set of Naked Attraction. A clip shows a 23-year-old appearing to come over rather faint when he sees six naked women on the TV show. You can watch the video at Kent Online. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all of KM Group's newspapers. To do it, head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.